December 20, 2023, it's a walk from Pedro's show.
Well, for Pedro Show, happy Wednesday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Love you, Matt. <laughs> Another trip happy birthday, brother. Absolutely. Made it this far. Yeah. I remember the number 66 was like an old man number. Yeah, that's crazy. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> we started off with John Coltrane. That was a live excerpt from March 2, 1963. Famous quartet, right? Mr. PC, that's excellent. He wrote that for great bass band, Mr. Paul Chambers. And then we had John Truby. Yeah. What do you call that little number? I, I played a uh, section of um, uh, Freddie Hubbard tune Red Clay, uh, improv crap, and then I also did a, a, uh, a shortened arrangement of Amor Fate, uh, original piece. Very cool. Amora. Amor Fate. Love of fate. In yes. Latin. Yeah. Welcome back. Okay. Yes. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank so what you. What has happened since you last been here? What was Santa Rosa like? Uh, I've uh, been retired. I spend hours playing guitar each day. Um, on the end of the trip, when I last visited you in July, I hooked up with my brothers in Palm Desert, or one brother in Palm Desert. We took a road trip up to North Dakota where my mom lived on a ranch in the Depression. It was great seeing cousins there. And then on the return trip, Brother Evan dropped me off in Denver, hung a couple days in Denver. I, uh, you were in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, Rocky Mountains. Uh, I was on a little uh, a radio show there in, in okay. Boulder. That was kind of fun. Boulder. I met, met up with a guy named... from Boulder? Who? Jello. J- Joe Baeza? No, Jello Biafra. Oh, Jello Biafra. Jello Biafra. Okay. I, I know Jello. I'm going to tomorrow. We're seeing him tomorrow, yes. Cool. Chris yeah. Corsano at the Dean. Yeah, looking forward to it. And then, Dropped out of nowhere. And then, anyway, flew, then yeah. flew to Reno um, okay. uh, just for a couple of days to goof around. I don't gamble or party or anything. I found this in a pawn shop in Reno. Show me a Telecaster, people. A, a squire or Telecaster made in Indonesia. Um, uh, very uh, inexpensive labor there, so the, I got this for one thirty, and it's just an okay. It's a good guitar. It's nice. So. Okay, so it's fun. That's all. So, with, but you, you got a sack with it. You're carrying on your back. Yeah, I have a gig bag here, and yeah, everything works out dandy. So it's, the trip. I mean, you didn't come from the trip to here. That was back in July. No, that was back in July. In the meantime, I've been retired. I do stuff like play guitar a lot. Yeah, but, but you, you know. You were saying last time you weren't doing many gigs, but now you're starting to, right? Well, yeah, I play at uh, retirement homes. Yeah. I busk at supermarkets yeah. um, and occasionally uh, other places here. They're trying to get more gigs, and yeah. that's about it. I'm not very good at it because I'm sort of a hermit, and I don't yeah. connect yeah. well with people. So this is an anomaly to be here sitting here with you, <laughs> other human beings. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very picky about who I choose to associate. And you know, you're all friendly. You've all checked yeah. out. You're all, you've all passed the grade. So it's very good. But otherwise, I just hide because I'm, I'm you know, people What's that can. Called, brother Matt? Yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of danger. Yeah, agoraphobic. Agoraphobia or. A miso- I, I don't really dislike people. I, I no, just, it's, it's I just feel better when they're not around. It, everybody has a different temperament. My temperament is to be alone and read books and play guitar. I, I like okay. I like solitude. A lot of people have difficulty with solitude, and I appreciate that too. I sort of. No, like I know it. what you mean. Like yeah. I know cats, like say tell. Mm. As soon as they get in the hatch. They got to turn the TV on. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, not even to watch, just to have a sound. Yeah. Yes. 
It's like, what the fuck? Yes. Quiet is beautiful. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Scary. As Bukowski <laughs> said, I don't hate people. I just feel better when they're not around. Who's your buddy, John? Uh, this is Chris Wall, hey, Chris. drummer. He was yeah. initial drummer in the Flesh Eaters and in my oh. band. And, um, you mean uh, way back? He actually has a flyer that has the the Flesh Eaters and the Minutemen. So he did play okay. shows back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think it was opening for John Cale here in Long Beach at Fender's Ballroom. That sounds right. Yeah. We had a big... We played yeah. a number of times. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a, a discrepancy. We didn't a, want to move the piano. It turned into a whole piano. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It was okay. Well, now that was with Divine Horseman, was it not? Maybe it was. But... I, and I Rex took over. Overheard right? a little bit of your oh, uh, with Chris talking did. with Chris, yeah. and you had said that you didn't think you played with our lineup, and I got proof right there. Well, I didn't know which lineup was yeah. was it was Fleshy well, we, or was it? Divine we played with you guys quite a bit because yeah, I remember Robin, yeah. the bass man, and I remember Rex, the, the later on drum man, who yeah. lost all the drum donate in uh, New Orleans, right? He didn't. It was the last gig they did a tour, and wow. we were playing with him. They, we were just starting, maybe first week. Yeah. They were finishing up the foot, the football, everything donated, the vehicle, all the equipment. And you know, Rex used to polish up them drums and shit. Wow. Yeah, it was. Remember, that's where Georgie got the fucking chick ching thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big fucking chick ching. Oh my god! Here, let's play some. Uh, and I also played yeah, with no, John. Let's hear some more from John. You more know, more from John. Okay, um, I just learned this. Uh, now here, I, I just want to run this by quickly. Put our mics down.
his dock, he makes a high plains on his quarter horse with a canvas sash. And all the stars they bleed together like the flames inside a forge. The earth is molten, time is stretching on a rash. And yet he labors like a shadow across the meadows of the moon. I dive a fire beneath the breakers on the rocks There are more bodies in the snow Than there are things that you can know But he knows you don't have to die to walk the netherworld It is a cinch to reach if you can climb a rock Then when the air's too red to tell And the chill's clear as a bell He lights a fire And he settles down to read He pulls a letter from his sack Makes a pillow of his pack And here's a wild dog somewhere Yanking on a rabbit trap Going crazy as it dawns on it It's beat And the mailman reads Oh baby, take a moment Just to think about me You leave me living like a spinster while you're bachelor free You're even more of a burden when you ain't here at home With his horse When no one cares Less what he thinks or what he says Or the old drover by the fire Who quite enjoys the peace and quiet He's drifting off somewhere beyond the flames Or the stockman grinding beef Between his horseshoe iron teeth Until the wild dog in the rabbit trap falls quiet Takes a rifle leaning up against the tree And the mailman reads I had to frighten off your girlfriend With a rock salt gun Ain't it enough that I adore you Do you prefer them young? Is she a schoolgirl or an astronaut? 
partridge She's all eyelashes and bone From the brides of all the landers There's been no dear Johns above 7,000 feet But now here comes a welcome change She starts to relish the exchange Until the far-off shot rings brightly through the sleet Then through the valleys down below And through where no one ever goes Spreading thin across the lowlands before vanishing the sea. And now a subatomic silence settles fog like across the highlands. And it's too cold here now and it's too quiet to sleep. And the mailman reads. And on now, why you languish in your dark house of stone? Leave me withered so by loneliness I welcome your home And how could any poor boy Leave his mother in the cold
I was standing at the station with my guitar in my hand.
Drug Show. Thank you so much, John. I'm going to yeah. take a guess. Maybe Eleanor Rigby. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Very but, nice. Now, now what, what was that first name? Uh, first thing was uh, Backstabbers by the OJs. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and then um, uh, that I played before. And then um, I played uh, part of uh, Jennifer by the Steps and also another tune called A Song for the Departed. It was all a mishmash. Okay. Or they say in the racket, medley. Medley, yeah. <laughs> Very it, cool. What was the third one? Song? Um, a song for the departed. Yeah, song for the departed. Yeah, okay. And so you, it's like kind of the jazz tradition where you take some tr uh, traditionals and start improvising on them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like that. Very cool. I think they had to do that in the older days because not a lot of time to practice, so it had to be tunes people knew, but then they could still have fun with it. Yes. Yeah. And maybe you busking, you want to give some familiarity to shoppers. When I busk, nobody seriously listens or rushing in out of the stores, yeah. but people love music. And when they put money in the jar, I can't tell if they feel sorry for me because yeah. I'm a loser. I'm out there playing guitar, just like you give money to a homeless person. Yeah. Or if we're trained to revere the arts, but we don't have enough time to pay attention. So they put some money in and say, I like music. Well, you like the arts. We want the arts to be alive. But they're just running in and out for their groceries. Yeah. yeah. So, But it's okay. They're they just put, checking the box. But, but I'm not complaining because I'm getting two things I like. I love to play guitar. I'll play guitar alone and naked in outer space. Yeah. If there's people there, that's nice. I can live without an audience, but the audience is nice. And then I also like money. I love to get money because it's hard to live on Social Security only. So it's really cool to play guitar and get money for it. The audience and applause is nice, but the mainly play guitar, get money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're at the end of the first hour. December 20, 2023 edition of Pedro Show. Special guest John Truby for the yeah. third time. Hope to have our two. Cool. December 20, 2023, it's the second hour of the Pedro Show.
Zynga. We are from Anorbo, Michigan. Me too. All right, y'all. y'all story. There's a group from our town, uh, they were called the Stooges, and uh, their guitar player passed away and uh, he had a kitten, he had two kittens, and he received one and I received the other. And, well, that kitten meant a great deal to me and he passed away two years ago this week. So I'm going through some shit. Yep. Anyway, tell you all about a treacherous drink. Vodka Rebel, two shots and gator, serves to change my situation. Since I was taken, the shit is eager. I'm in the darkness, it's hard to see it. It's tricky, I had a kick back. I was stolen, down the train track. I was eager, and I was out of Frankenstein, talking about decades, 
So it'll be fun to be playing with these motherfuckers tonight. I'll tell you what. I'm quite content. No one about this happen. show that music start off second that chunk of music start off the second hour one drop or rain an original from John Truby performed right here at the Love Grotto Pleasure Point Life of Beaver then we had Bunnell doing high speed chase cheer accident doing medium 
Acid Mother's Rails, right? This collaboration between Acid Mother Temple and Rails out of Argentina, Japan, Argentina collab. Antimatter Sound Milkshake. That's the title. Chris Burns and his Going Concerns. Slap Happy Days. Mazinga Live in Ann Arbor, June 4, 2023. Dark Path and finally, no, not finally, Circus Devils. Bob Pollard's got another side project. Gig that wouldn't go away. And then finally, John Truby live here at the Love Grotto, Pleasure Point. The Deserts of Eternity. And now it's my great, great, great privilege to bring Brother Matt Spin Cycle, collaborate with John Truby in real time. Very cool.
just did this with that cyclist. That was me and John's version of Happy Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. People, December 20, 2023, this is Bob Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. December 
Your heart in my heart is better than quarter flashes. Though. Yeah. Pardon? Your your heart in my heart's better than quarter flashes. I, 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 I like yours better. I your sausage factory. Uh, actually, that was not a good version. I was not happy with it, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You can live with it? I can live with it. I mean, there's no, no taking it back. Blast. And, uh, yeah, when do you feel it's time to play an original? When's the time to cover... Traditional. Uh, um, well, I I love playing the 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 cover songs that I play, yeah. and uh, I just make it up as I go along when I'm busking, um, and I I screw up a song, I'll go into one of my original things or just a chord progression yeah. that I play. Nobody's really listening. Nobody's listening critical. They're just putting money in the tip jar. So <laughs> all I care about just playing guitar and getting tip money, and nobody's giving me any crap anymore. It's it's great. I love it. So kind of a holding pattern. Yeah, uh, uh, it's uh, it's a whim. Do you ever compose? 
uh, I compose mainly on the guitar, and then when I get, and and what what happens is I'll practice and practice and practice and noodle around for hours and hours and days, and then occasionally sometimes there will be a um, something that I hear that I like, and then I'll get I'll get some score paper and, and write down the melody before I forget yeah. it, and then every five or ten years, whenever I get a, a, a few thousand dollars to go into the studio, I'll take these scraps of paper and then get the band together and uh, flesh them out so we can play them. But most of the time, I'm just playing guitar right now on my sofa Man at alone. home. Yeah. Give us one. Uh, 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 just that? Okay. Um. Uh, oh. I was learning reflections, that, that uh, Motown song. And there were these two chords. Um. I started playing those chords and it suggested a whole tune. So this is called uh, I Walk on My Own Way. Like collaborating, um, like kind of what you do with Brother Matt, but not yeah. so much performance, like actually composing. Uh, uh, very rarely, almost never, because I cannot emphasize to the extent to which I'm a hermit. Sitting in a room with this other people, I haven't done this in months and months and months. Yeah. I visited my family there. I don't so mainly I'm a solitary hermit. So if you noticed on my album credits, it's almost always just me writing the stuff. I'm solo, yeah. a solo sort of thing. I don't like to. Um, you mean hanging out with people? Um, it's the I, same I, thing is like composing with somebody. Well, collaborating. Um, yeah, I don't play well with the other children. However, uh, I have a friend back east, Jim Nevius, who was in my teen band, yeah. Group Not to Take People. He's bugging me to come out and collaborate with him, and okay. I could bring some of my song ideas, and I'd be happy to collaborate with him. I'd be happy to collaborate if there's some sort of motivation. Somebody gives me money, or it's a cool gig, or some sort of cool thing. Yeah, I do that. I'd friend, be a friend, right? What? He's an old friend. Yeah, for, from high school. That enough motivation. Yeah, that's enough motivation. <laughs> it's just uh, paying the money to get out there. I'm okay, on a very tight budget. That, type but, that's but, the only but. thing that's stopping me. But I'd be happy to if anybody invites me. But since I spend 99% of my time alone, that's the songs come out Did of my play, own head. When you guys were young, you played together. Yeah, we, we had How a band. What was that like? Jamming down in his basement, I would 
drive on the weekends to get away from my father. He yelled at me all the time. So I would use that as an excuse to get away. And I wanted to be in a band really, really badly. So we played stuff like uh, Mothers of Invention and and Progressive. We played some King Crimson tunes and some original tunes. Oh, but you didn't compose. No, we had some more original tunes. And we had a couple original tunes. But, what um, was that like working with him? It's it's fun. He's a he's a good friend of mine. Um, one of the reasons that I enjoyed the company of Jim Nevius is I'm a, I was a preppy and I was very repressed. I had a very strict upbringing, so I'm afraid of everything. I have to ask permission to do everything. Right. I'm afraid of getting in trouble. I'm very risk averse. Jim yeah. Nevius was the opposite. He was a wild man. He would scream and yell. Has a very short attention span. Yeah. And um, and I I would. I would like to hang around with him because I could observe his wildness and say, that's the way I'd like to be. I'd like to be that and not be afraid of always think, getting in trouble. Do you think opposites attract? Yes, exactly. Like so, so sometimes some of my friends and people that I know are wild people and they're sort of wild. Sure. I hung around with uh, Carl Franzoni um, uh, and he was sort of a wild man too. It's because I see that wildness and that freedom that I can't allow myself to go, but I admire well, it in nature. others. A farmer would tell you, if you want a good crop, use a lot of manure. Yeah, exactly. Yin and yang, right, brother? Yeah. It ain't just yin and yang, because inside is a little seed of each. Exactly. There's wildness and rebellion in me. It's just, there's a tight right, lid on it. that little seed. Yeah. yeah. Give us another tune, John. Oh, no. going now right yeah okay see how much sound gets drowned out i guess we can live with this right i think a it's bit. i think it's nice then you can ask a little me what it is. yeah you're actually playing right now while talking this is the first in radio history no it's not me though who is it it's Vinny, right yeah it's okay. Vinny. that's the blue prostitutes all right who came up with the name the blue prostitutes i'm not sure which one of them did right. actually it's almost like i think of the blue man group a little bit Except they're prostitutes. How can that ashtray? Uh, blue man. Well, blue man are a different kind of prostitutes. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it's a sti- gig, though. Yeah, it is uh, a gig. I guess a very good one. So some some like underground rock guy from San Francisco. I can't remember his name. Got a, he's a drummer and he got a job with one of the blue man groups. Right. Some famous people went through there. Right. 
I think there was a little problem with the musicians' union for a while, but I think they're no longer on the international unfair list. So, yeah. Are they? Uh, do they play in San Francisco too, or is it just New York? What Blue Man? Yeah. They have. Uh, they're like Cirque du Soleil. They have uh, companies uh, all over the place. Yeah. Sort of like the time uh, Kamilski was the, was was the residence. <laughs> He was claiming to be the residence. No, they hired him to be the res- to be one of the residents. Oh, to be one of the residents. Yeah, it, it was like a touring version of the band. Wow! So the residents are kind of like uh, have different factions floating around. Well, if you, if you change personnel, nobody's going to know because you're not supposed to know who they are. Right. So I'm not sure if you put an eyeball on his head. I think he did. Wow! I saw them on TV, and they uh, played with Conway Twitty. Wow. David, David Sanborn had a TV show called Night Music where they'd pair up people that weren't supposed to be together. So it would be Sun Ra backed by some, you know, somebody that wouldn't have anything to do with Sun Ra. And uh, then the residents played with Conway Twitty. And I think they had Bong Water with Screaming Jay Hawkins and Bob Weir doing a Rocky Erickson cover. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Definitely introduced a lot of like freeform ideas to TV, and of course it didn't last very long. <laughs> Once the beer sponsors saw, like, oh, you want to have the butthole surfers on, they pulled the plug off it. So it's crazy. How are you enjoying your time in New York? Uh, I've been having a, a really, really good time. This is uh, probably the hardest I've worked musically in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty demanding, and these guys have got a tight schedule for me, and we've gotten to you know rehearse and play live and talk about it and do it some more and we're real i'm really happy to be here and yeah of course doing some recording too yeah and, and every day you're in town you're pretty much doing a show or recording so yep you're definitely getting uh getting lots of uh getting pushed i guess in a way that, that doesn't happen unless you're i mean you're, you're you're fairly busy on the road as well um yeah but that's like uh Half an hour during a show mm-hmm. that may come once every three or four days, and then lots of traveling. And you know that the traveling is is, is is the big part. But every once in a while, you get to yeah. spend a few days off in some cool place like Tokyo or something. Yeah. You know? And so once these, I once I overcome my initial agoraphobia to to new places, I I I always have a good time. So. Well, one thing I, I've been really interested in hearing about is the places that you've been going to, and you've sort of been collecting the sounds as well while you're there. I mean, you went to Turkey and you wound up just meeting people at a Stooges show, playing with them. And Well, uh, I, I, I actually, that was from Scott Neidegger from Radon. Uh-huh. Uh, had had played in, in Turkey and stayed with these people. And so when we came through, he said, put these guys on the list for the show. And I met them. And then the next day they called me at the hotel and said, come on, and we're taking you out. And uh, spent most of the week just hanging with them and their friends. And uh, yeah. It was wonderful, and then I did I did do a, a, a really nice uh, session with them. I'm not sure whatever happened to the recordings, but uh, uh, that's uh, Rashid, fabulous band. Oh yeah. And then they got a deal on uh, Sony, but it was Sony Turkey because they sing in Turkish, so their market's kind of limited. Mm-hmm. But they wanted me to play on one of the songs on that album, and so it's like the, we used to joke about phoning in your part. Mm-hmm. And it was basically the modern version of that. And they sent the MP3 file to Camille. Camille came over to my house, put a microphone up in my living room. Mm-hmm. I did three passes on the song. He cleaned up the end where I missed the stop. And we sent it back to him. And I understand it's on the record and they're very happy with it. I keep waiting for it to come in the mail. But 
for some reason, a, a, a CD-sized package ma- mailed from Turkey to me does not want to come there. <laughs> Rashid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard Dominic Tricks play a Rashid thing after you came back. I think you gave him CDR or something. I don't know. I, I had given him... Yeah, I'd, I'd given I'd, I'd given him some stuff, and and he had it for a while, so he could make some copies yeah. of it. Well, you've been really, you know, fortunate the last four or five years, I guess, since the this dude just started rolling back around the world, and you know, it's been pretty constant, and it's must have given you such a great chance to soak up what's going on and and find out all the people that sort of know what you've been up to, and um, through the years, and so. What are some What are some of the other folks you've met and and uh, and and played with along the road? I was with Wad and I were in Dublin recently, and uh, we played with this Irish band called Estelle, mm-hmm. and uh, they've been together for several years. They're mostly instrumental, and uh, we had a morning off. Uh, before we had to go travel someplace, so these guys picked us up and drove us across town to, to this recording studio that was uh, attached to a stables, horse, active horse stables. Wow! Kind of in a weird suburban pocket in in Dublin, someplace, mm-hmm. and we recorded uh, four or five songs, mm-hmm. and it was real interesting. And, and 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 you know, different kind of music for me. And my first recording session with Watt too. Yeah. And then we've done a bunch of uh, radio shows, Watt and I have. He has his own radio show, I think, doesn't he? The Watt from Pedro show. Right. And he he tries to do a three-hour show every week. And I've done about three or four of those shows with him. Wow. It'll be like us sitting in a hotel room. We did one in Moscow. We did a couple from Switzerland. You know, and then I can bring him my new stuff and he'll play it. But people send him. Mm Mm-hmm. People send him the most incredible stuff from wow. all over, stuff that you know you might not get to hear otherwise. There was one, as a matter of fact, I can't remember the name of the band, but they're from Brooklyn. It was one of the funniest and greatest songs I've heard in a really long time. And uh, That's the amazing thing about radio now. You can literally do it anywhere as long as you can <laughs> run a WAV file on your computer and have a little remote mic and... I think that's pretty amazing. What yeah, he's got to. this. He's got this mic that's round and white. It's called a snowball, uh-huh. and it's got really good fidelity. Wow! But so, uh, I'm trying to think of other things that, as far as collaborations with people on the road, I haven't really done a lot of that this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, always open for it. Well, since you've been to FMU last, um, you know, we saw uh, Cubico put out an LP from the session and looks like you're down to keep the ball rolling for next year, I guess, at least. Um, what are some of the things going on with the blue prostitutes that you've been doing? I mean, who, who's in the band? If you want to talk about, sure. Uh, I guess my main man is Vinny, Vinny Paternostro and he plays the sax in this band. He plays other things too. Mm-hmm. He's been here with Temple of Bon Matin. Yeah. Matin, Matin. How does it they, I think they say Bon Matin, even though it might be Bon Matin. <laughs> you know, good morning is what that means right. for those of you that didn't go to French class <laughs> that day. Uh, but, and uh, we've got uh, two drummers. We've got Sam Lohman, and we've got Aaron Moore. And then we have a synthesizer player named Jay Reeve. And we've got... Uh, Jason Lafarge on the bass. 
and that's that's them, and this is me, and uh, we found a we kind of got like different things going on in our heads, but we've managed to come together with a uh, some pretty great stuff. Yeah, they're they're doing a couple of instrumental versions of songs of mine and stuff. Yeah, this stuff is rocking, really. That was that was my intention was to try to create that cool. that kind of a vibe. Excellent. Well, we can't wait to see what transpires from these sessions. And um, Steve, in case you don't know, lives out in California. So um, we're really lucky when he makes it out to this neck of the woods on occasion. And uh, especially even luckier when we get to get him involved with WFMU, as we've had the fortune to do several times um, on my show. And Acapulco Rodriguez had, uh, what, what was the group called then? It was just... it was just uh, Steve McKay and the Radon Ensemble. The Radon Ensemble. Or maybe just the Radon Ensemble. Because as you know, you got various versions of Sam coming through town, yeah. with with different casts of characters that that you've been kind enough to host over the years. And what would be your? What do you think would be your dream to get together? Like, what would you love if anyone could say you could have any kind of musician in your band? Like, you know, you can have a Balkan brass band, or you can have. Is there anything you really would love to explore? Like an avenue that you haven't explored yet? You've explored so many already. I think I'd like to, uh, it would be something that would be more kind of a, not arena rock, but more like a lounge or kind of a show. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Goodbye Blue Monday's 100-seat kind of ambience. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you know, this might be pushing it, but like I write songs and I sing songs. Right. And I can't play guitar and saxophone at the same time, but... A lot of my songs are kind of guitar centered. Some of them are uh, country songs mm-hmm. and rock songs. And you probably played a couple things like that. There was the one on Voyage mm-hmm. album, and, and you know some kind of song, some of the songs from that, and some other songs I've written in recent years. And then you know you got to throw in like my very slowed down version of Blister in the Sun that. Mm-hmm. Has never been performed. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and we're, we're doing a. <laughs> Why couple. didn't they use that for the Wendy's commercial? That would have made much more sense. It certainly, year. it certainly would have. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Man, I'm so strung out. <laughs> yeah. Down tempo with a vibraphone. Do 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 do. Very cool. Steve uh, also has played with the Violent Femmes through through the, God, back to the '80s, right? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, on a, on occasion, sometimes more, sometimes less. Since 1983, yeah, I, I met them on their first West Coast tour. That's right. And um, some other sessions you've done. You know, you played with Snake Finger. Yeah, history, history history of the blues. Right. That was 1983. We did live shows from Europe, available on Rough Trade Deutschland vinyl only. Wow. You know, unless somebody put it out by now again in, in a disc. There's some pretty smoking uh, YouTube footage up of him I saw recently. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's up there now. <laughs> well, Can't see, hide. <laughs> well, my wife Patty and I are uh, fairly good friends with his daughter. Her name is Lonnie Lithman, mm-hmm. and she's got a band called Girls with Guns. So you could probably go to your computer and check them out, and. She she's got like you know, kind of a feminine version of his features, that kind of Asian, part Asian look, you mm-hmm. know, 
and you can tell right away it's his daughter, and wow. she and and and, and she's and she can really build out a song, and uh, wow, it's a good band. I've I've, I've played I've sat in with them too. So, so what what is the sheer feeling of just playing on this giant stage with the Stooges and it's like a hurricane that you you get called out halfway in the middle of the show the thing's already rolling fully and then you just come in and like help blow the rest of the roof off well that's that and that, that that's a kind of a good thing so i kind of call myself the orchestra in a box because uh-huh. it's not all solos it's a lot of ensemble parts or i'll double the bass line or i'll double the guitar part right you know or sometimes harmonize with it but a lot of time just playing unison but it it would like if we do I want to be your dog. They do it the first time without me, and if they, he does it a re, as, a, as a reprise, which we call double dog, then I oh, play yeah, on I that yell, version. Double dog. Yeah, <laughs> and so I get to play on that. And he's he's also put me on uh, some songs that I was not on the record for, like uh, Skull Rings or mm-hmm. Electric Chair. You know, get a really nice featured solo on that. And he's you know so so he's and it really does it really does help the uh, the sound out, and uh, I, I enjoy that part very much as well. Yeah, it just seems like you're equally at home in front of, you know, 50,000 people as you are playing at Goodbye Blue Monday. And I, I don't think I know that many musicians that can adapt to those scenarios so well and uh, do it so good, easily. The Goodbye Blue Monday can be a lot scarier. But that's also because, like, my name's on the chalkboard, <laughs> you know. But, but it, you know, there's, there's a certain kind of thing there's a certain kind of a comfort zone if I can just, here's my parts. Mm-hmm. And I've got, Stooges have a, have a really good uh, sound man, Rick Hart. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that he was actually turning me up as loud as the guitars, I I got a little nervous there for a while. It says, like, they can actually hear what I'm doing. Yeah. After years and years of being like, you know, your basic sound engineer has you about half as loud as you really ought to be. Yeah. You know, and just leaves it like that, you know. So I've seen this rider. Is this actually? It's a hilarious stage rider for them. Yeah, is, is that is real? Yeah, that is that is the real deal. That's wow. the real deal. I'm gonna have to put a copy of that up on the web page or something. No, that's I think just... you know it, it may have been done already. <laughs> that's a that's a Joss Joss Grain. Okay, he's he, he's he's one of our production guys, uh, and uh, he was responsible for writing that. So he's got kind of, he's that got that kind of smarmy british sense of humor right with a certain vicious undertone to it but you know yeah. oh, a good larf was had by all <laughs> and it's still distributed for every show as far as i can tell <laughs> well you know he he may update it yeah but i i, I did see a copy of it one day and i, and I, I looked at it and wow. it's like, i hope i have to ask you what was it like to play at the uh, wedding of the jackass guy Well, I got to play, I guess we played like three or four songs or something. I got to play on two or three of them. Right. It was in Philly, right? Yeah. And then it finally got on the TV and they had like about a minute and a half. And I I, don't, I think Pop was the only one you could see or maybe Mike Watt's head or something. <laughs> you know, and then he he had people on the stage or he was out in the crowd. And it was a very brief clip. But, I, you know, I, 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 met, I met Bam and there's all these guys in wheelchairs at the gig, <laughs> jackasses. <laughs> well, broke both my legs. Ha ha ha! You know. Nobody was like launching themselves from cannons on the stage or anything. No, no, That's good. no. They, they no. They they were having people carry him in and out of the room if they didn't have a wheelchair or things like wow. that. Was Johnny Knoxville there? I don't know which one he is. I don't really follow <laughs> that stuff. Wow. 
that's a, that's the that's another interesting thing about your touring the last few years is you get called to do these one-off shows. So you may necessarily not be on tour, but you'll get you'll you'll fly to Greece and come home, and then you'll fly to South America. And we're come going home to and, uh, coming up since you mentioned that uh, we're playing uh, the twenty seventh of October in Las Vegas, and I guess we're going it's going to be one of those things where they want us to play the Funhouse album from front to back mm-hmm. as the first at least the first part of our show. And uh, that's your album, man. That's that, that's my <laughs> album. That's good. I, I believe me. I, and I, it's great because yeah, talk about vindication. It's sort of like I always wanted to play sax and rock and roll, and 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 they didn't like sax and rock and roll, like yeah. you know, guitar rock, and and I was just you know, even back when I was in high school, the only reason I had a job is because I was the only one that could play a lead. Iggy was all Iggy was into Eiler though and everything too. He had he had an open mind to it. Oh yeah, and, no, and I and when I went when like I guess John Sinclair probably turned me on to Coltrane for the first time, but then I got into all that kind of out there jazz stuff and mm-hmm. and, and I, I kinda of put that together with that and had my own band Carnal Kitchen. Started out with just me and a drummer. And we played pretty much free form. Mm-hmm. And then we'd like latch onto some, you know, in a silent way riff or something, you know, and, and play it to death. Uh, you know, do forty-five minute song as a set. The first time we played a gig, Pop was in the audience. And this is actually pre him knowing the Ashtons, right? No, no, they, yeah. no. This was in. We played our first gig with Carnal Kitchen in '69. I guess it was yeah '69. Okay. And they already had one album out, but I knew Jim from when I worked at the record store. I, I think I got his old job at the record store. And so he came in one day and said, come on over to the house and jam with us. And he, mm-hmm. he had Funhouse written, and there's that kind of James Brown beat, and so I started playing like a James Brown sax part. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, Pop has, has claimed that, I, that when he heard me, I, I, I sounded like Maceo Parker on acid. So <laughs> at least the second part was probably true, but... <laughs> Well, I have I have played with somebody who claimed to be Maceo, and I think it was because he played pretty damn good. <laughs> but I shared a stage with him one time, so really, mm-hmm. wow, in Ann Arbor. Yeah. So, what were you listening to around that time in Michigan? What was what was what was driving you to to get really you know freeform in your playing? I mean, you you, you clearly had. No, you, we listened. We did listen to like yeah, a lot of. Uh, uh, like Pharaoh Sanders and Archie Shepp and and jazz composers orchestra and uh-huh. and uh, you know f- the various kinds of stuff like that and I was I was listening to a uh, pretty good amount of like uh, Latin boogaloo music mm-hmm. which is sort of like you know it's like like kind of jazzy it was New York kind of Puerto Rican based thing with sax solos you know and mm-hmm. conga drums right. and and I, I like that. And you know, I, I was radio a, a big force in it because I know you know CBN was 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 pretty free around that time, and uh, you know acted sort of as a funnel to a lot of people, gave people ideas as well. Uh, yeah, no, I remember. I actually, there's a guy named Larry Monroe that uh, was a DJ at, at at CBN that I knew very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just recently saw him. He, he's, he moved to Austin many years ago, and he's still on radio down there. And uh, at that point, well, I, I worked in a record store, 
so I could listen go. to anything I wanted to. Right. So I started like the Mothers a lot, you know, or it's like, you know, it was the psychedelia, you know, uh, rock albums, you know, Big Pink, you know, right. The, you know, all, all kinds of different stuff, and then all the jazz too, mm-hmm. and, and and a certain amount of the pop. It, it's just so weird, you know, that when Funhouse came out and the Stooges had come out, the whole aspect of jazz and free rock sort of meeting wasn't fully explored. You know, the MC5 were talking about Sun Ra and everything, but um, did when you guys recorded, did you have any idea that that record 40 years down the line would be just massively just so important to so many people? Or did you kind of think of it as along the lines of, you know, this is adventurous and new and, you know, we, we'll see where this goes. Um, it may not be commercial or may t- see what happens, but, you know, did you have any idea of the monumental like stature that that record would have that no, people would be asking no, to do it in no, its entirety? No, we, we liked it a lot more than the general public did when it came out. And, mm. you know, a lot of people didn't, just plain didn't like it. I heard of people taking a a pin and scratching through L.A. Blues so it would skip over from 19, from uh, Funhouse directly to the end so they wouldn't have to <laughs> listen to, to L.A. Blues. Wow. That's harsh. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I, I of course of course I'm 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 delighted and it's it's sort of like yeah I told you so but it, you know you, after a while you don't you're not hanging on waiting for this but even starting 10 15 years ago people would say oh you're the guy that did this and that you know and now the number is much greater of people that you know are right you know being being my fans and stuff so. yeah that's great I mean you know. You know, you you remained pretty active through the seventies and eighties too, and uh, I had about there, there was a certain period of time for maybe about ten years where I hardly played at all. I had different things going on in my life, but mm-hmm. uh, now everything's back in balance. Yeah, well, Steve's making amazing, amazing music, people, and uh, you know, you might want to check out Radon's uh, stuff as well as Cupico. Um, he had a full length album on CD come out on Radon this past year. Uh, yeah. Some of which was done on KFJC, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and then the Tunnel Diner one, some of it was done at your station. Some was done on, uh, yeah, Acapulco Show and this show. And, um, yeah, there's a good Jersey vibe to that album, I have to say, <laughs> in retrospect. I love the little diner on the cover. No, and... that was it. It's like, <laughs> they were taking me, they were, uh, it was a Vinny and Ed, Temple of Bone Mateen, were taking me back after grueling like three days and four gigs or something, including you being on your show, and uh, they're going to drop me off for like a 7 a.m. flight at Newark Airport on their way back to their home, you know, further out there in Jersey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, we feel bad that we got to drop you off so early at the airport. I said, well, I tell you what, let's, let's find a New Jersey diner. <laughs> And says, "Why well, no? We know just the one." And you come through the Holland Tunnel, and there's like two gas stations, and there's the Tunnel Diner. Yeah. And we've been going by at the the uh, the neon sign is almost completely burned out, but the place is certainly still there. Oh yeah, right on the other side of the I, Holland Tunnel. I can't necessarily recommend it for its cuisine, <laughs> but it was it was fun to stop there. I think another time with the Radon guys, we were they were doing the same thing, taking me to the airport, and that was like about five or six of us, and we all stopped at the diner. So. Yeah. You don't have too many diners like that these days. 
Uh, in Pacifica, do you have some diners? I'm not sure. Like old. No, old, not like that. Streamlined. Yeah. No, that uh, uh, Louis is kind of like a diner. You know, basically, as far as the menu and such, right. where, where, where Patricia works up right. in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. There's the, they have the Fog City Diner, which is like, you know, the, the, you know, great, the perfect, you know, East Coast representation of a diner, you know, but right. with like horribly expensive food. Right. But there aren't, that's more the, the I don't know, the, I guess the best, a lot of the best cuisine like that would come from uh, like a taco truck. So, yeah, we don't have any taco trucks here. And see that that that, that and, and and that's where that's where you can get some really good stuff. Sometimes yeah. a restaurant will have a taco truck, but the food from the taco trucks better than if you go into the restaurant. Actually, Queens and yeah, you go out to Queens and you'll find the taco trucks. Especially well, they, they, they it's like a catering truck that goes around to industrial areas for lunch times and right. stuff. Right. But they'll just park in a neighborhood and every you know, and you get yourself a like a taco with brains in it for a dollar or something. <laughs> Goat brain taco. That's awesome. So what do you have planned next? Um, what are you going to do after these recording sessions? Well, we, like I said, we got the gig in uh, Las Vegas, and then we, uh, we're we going to play in Mexico City on the 1st of December. And then the 6th of December, uh, I'm playing at, uh, I think we're playing in Miami Beach. Iggy's hometown. Okay. And then pretty much we've got, we're going to take the rest of the time off until uh, middle of March. That, that's kind of like what, what we have as parameters now, not to rule out any other shows that might happen. Right. But before we like really start to fire up next year's touring schedule. And it may not be as busy as this year's, which is quite busy. And I, I appreciate Jim for working as hard as he does for us yeah. and booking these shows so, so, that we, so that we can live, Yeah. you know. And, and 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 get through it all, and at the same time, you know, want it, making sure he that that we know he, you know, wants our loyalty and, and appreciates us. So right. he's a great guy to work for. Yeah, and when it all started rolling, you know, back in when the Coachella show happened, I guess it was uncertain whether or not it was going to fully develop. And lo and behold, the last four years were really pretty active for you guys. Well, we had still we had him to to, to he, he was out there in the field and in the trenches for 25 years, you know, playing all these countries. Yeah. So they already knew who he was, but so when we came through with the Stooges, we just killed him. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to... Uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. Thanks, Steve McKay. This is uh, WFMU. We're going to hear some more music, and uh, we'll be back.
money for it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> he played uh, Solitude, John Truby started that chunk of music off. Final music for this edition. And we had Steve McKay, Brother Steve. Right on. Served 126 months with you. Helping the students. Awesome. Yeah, I remember Steve. Yeah, I knew him up yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. up yeah. Originally from Grand Rapids. Right here. Ding, yeah. Ding, ding. yeah. Right there with the uh, Irish cats. <laughs> the part, yeah. Okay. This is him being interviewed by Steve Turner. Oh, no. Steve Turner's hot with right? <laughs> Brian Turner. No, Steve Turner's in uh, Mudhunt. <laughs> Nick Turner's huh. in uh, Hawkwood. Get, get, get my Turner straight. <laughs> Greg, Greg Turner's in the Angry Samoans. Or Blood Drain Cows. Uh, anyway, Brian Turner, Turner, WFMU, great station out of Jersey City. October 16, 2007. Then Bronson Caves. That's a project Des Cadena's got. Something with uh, Caves, brother. Paul for the Bronson. Bat Cave is Bronson Cave. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, that's where that name yeah. came from. It was like, because it's been in a lot of movies, right? Yeah, that yeah, all kinds of cowboys. As soon as you're there, you recognize it from so many movies. <laughs> that's what happened with the Pioneer Town. Right, oh, yeah. Make this town for the Old West, but then but, all the movies. All the hip, yeah. <laughs> so bikers take it over. <laughs> <laughs> now hipsters. Yeah, now it's hipsters. <laughs> you know, it's the natural progression thing. Right? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, anyway, this is called Transcend. Finally, thanks very much by John Truby. This is a tune he likes to play when he's busking. And people are... Uh, Putting money in the jar. Yeah, well, I was going to give it a, a word. What do you call that? Compensating you. Compensating you for my hard work. Right. And uh, so what's it, Look, you say you like playing by yourself. But then somebody with comes with money, then you'll make it out. Or, or so, there's some other incentive. There has to be some sort of incentive. Yeah, I mean, what, I'm, what I'm thinking of, when that moment it comes, that incentive, whatever it is, do you got the tunes waiting, or is it on demand? Oh, yes, yeah, I have folders in my okay. I have folders in my file cabinet. So you are prepared for this. Yes, of course. Okay. I mean, I came prepared today. Oh, you yeah. asked me to play stuff, and I pull stuff out my butt. You know. Yeah. I'm prepared. I'm, I'm well impressed. Yeah. I'm way into it. That's yeah. the kind of people we like on the fucking <laughs> Watt from Pedro show. Not the unprepared. Yeah. No anti-Boy Scout. Either. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not anti-people. It's just that I... No, no, no. My no person, I, I spend most of my time alone. Anti-him, but the shit about being prepared. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Why not? Because then it gets away from the game, of, the blame game, right? Sure. Well, I didn't know. I, I was supposed... Uh, yeah, fuck. <clears> Come on. Yeah. Right? Suit up and show up. Don't shoot up throw up. <laughs> now, what's the next part? So, so you do have a trove of, of tunes. Yes, I have, I have um, tunes in my head um, all the time. Um, well, I've had an earworm. All other stupid da 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 and da 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 bum 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 or look at the clouds it's like a surf tune bum bum da 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 I I've written that melody 
if I take the time, I could write it. It would sound really cool as a horn arrangement. These thick horn voicing. I have these earworms in my head for decades. I can't go anywhere with them. So I put them on scraps of paper playing the guitar. Every five or ten years, I'll get some money, and then I can flesh them out and go in the studio. I just don't have any money, but I have more music in my head than I have places to outlets. You know, you brought your musician friend Chris. Yes, Chris. In fact, when now, you when's the last time you played with Chris? It was been years ago because of time and circumstance. I live up in Santa Rosa. Yeah. He's in North Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, by the way, when you list us on website. Yeah. I don't have a huge ego, so if you want to put Chris Wall and John Truby uh, in studio, be, be my guest. I have no ego. You mean no fucking, ego here. You're talking about the love grotto. Well, when, when you, yeah, the love grotto. <laughs> the pleasure plug. We don't know anything about a studio. Oh, yeah, the, the love grotto. So when you put this online, you could put his name there. I'm okay with it. Because you're, we're talking. We're all together. But, but I'm trying to plant a seed here. Maybe... You reunite on a musical level. I'll be happy to if there's some motivation. Um, i got to pay him. <laughs> I'd be happy to. It doesn't have to necessarily what be was, money. Chris, just, what was the first time you played with John? It was shortly after I came back from New Jersey. Uh-huh. And John had just come back from New Jersey. Tell him about Club 88. Well, prior to that, when I first met, I met he and him and Richie Haas. Ah, and we played yeah. together a little bit. He spread Richie Haas's ashes in the Pacific Ocean on his mm-hmm. kayak. Nice. I played with yeah, him can... for a number of years uh, in different iterations, and uh, and then I had a band. Oh, were you with the uh, Zooks? No, I was oh. post. This was apparently John had a had visions beyond Zooks, yeah. and yeah. they <laughs> enlisted my help. I played you the drum Zooks set. Goes back to. New Jersey with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we didn't know one another in New Jersey. It just so happened. I was in high school when I first met him out here. And and then, yeah, I had a band, Weasel Music, and John did spoken word at many of our shows. Ah. And he was one of them at the Club 88. I remember many of them them were at Club 88. Um, We were a thing. Could, Thursday through Sunday, and yeah. could, could I just tell them something real yeah, quick? Right. Please, uh, playing on Sunday when 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 they didn't pay any bands, it was just like a showcase, an excuse to have bands play for free, yeah. showcasing Sunday. Who's going to show up? Right. So Weasel Music yes. played, and he had me open up. To open up, I didn't really have a band, but I was known for poetry. I was writing poetry, so I just got up at the microphone and started screaming, ah, ah, screaming as loud as I can. And and Chris said the owner looked like he was going to have a heart attack because I was screaming and yelling and like. I was having a mental breakdown and throwing myself on stage and, yeah, and just being an, an idiot and just letting it all out. It was really fun. And then I started to do stuff like that at the anti-club and got a reputation Alan. as a wild man and, and screaming. And, and like, instead of a person trying to entertain, it's, it's like just, just like having an emotional breakdown and then laughing at oneself and it's just a total clown idiot. And it's not, it's not entertaining to, to any... Uh, wild Man Fisher? Oh, that, like that, but I wasn't that. even singing songs. I was just screaming. Mm-hmm. And it was like, 
a release and a catharsis and also my own self-entertainment because okay. only only like Chris Wall or maybe a few other people would get it and the other people would think that I'm I'm actually ill and there's something wrong <laughs> with me and it's really fun it's really fun to 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 go up to, on stage in a, a room full of people they're all expecting to be entertained yeah. and you can do whatever you want so just Start screaming and acting like a jackass and throwing yourself at stage and see why, what they why, do. Why not eat bread muffins and x lax and throw shit like GGL? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, you know I from that? Go on, after, you go on after Gigi Allen, you bring your own money. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. right. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful having you both on. I can't wait to have you back on. Great. Okay, so we'll play it. Happy birthday. Oh, Happy yes. birthday. People, it's been. December 20, 2023 edition of the Wild Show. See you next year. Give your powder, Doc.